0: Wow. Can you believe it? We are on episode eight of Inside the Room with myself, Brandon McGee. And I am so delighted that you have chosen to, once again, step inside the room where we discuss politics, leadership, and culture. In this week's episode, we will discuss the passage of the Crown Act. Uh, which I am so very proud of the men and women here in the state of Connecticut, who I have the distinct honor and pleasure of serving alongside. We were able to pass in the General Assembly, and we're going to talk a little bit about that and how that has changed many lives around the state for men and women. We will also talk about, y'all remember Cam Newton? He's a free agent now, but recently with the Patriots, uh, his response to a heckler, a football camp attendee, a young man, uh, and the lesson uh, behind all of that within that particular uh, exchange between Cam Newton and that student. And then lastly, uh, we'll, we're going to unpack uh, the COVID relief package. Uh, I believe it was around $1.9 trillion, with a T, trillion dollar relief package, uh, and how that benefits you. So again, join me in gathering people from all walks of life to step inside the room in efforts to gain perspective on how we can educate and uplift our communities. As always, I seek to preface uh, our discussion, our time together with a quote um, or phrase, but this week a quote. Uh, that embodies the important components of our discussion. And one that I feel that's most poignant for this particular segment is quoted by our beloved and renowned poet, Dr. Maya Angelou. And I quote, Now you understand just why my head's not bowed. I don't shout or jump about or have to talk real loud. When you see me passing, it ought to make you proud. I say, it's in the click of my heels, the bend of my hair, the palm of my hand, the need for my care. Cause I'm a woman, phenomenally, phenomenal woman. That's me. Y'all remember that. That was a snippet of a much longer quote. But I thought it was just so important that we shed a little light on this long conversation on the importance of loving yourself, your whole self. And Dr. Maya Angelou put it best. So with that in mind, I wanna jump right into this conversation on creating respectful and open world natural here, better known as crowned. And the Connecticut uh, General Assembly Legislature, uh, we approved the legislation just this past week. Uh, and I got to tell y'all, it's a different time with the pandemic. We're literally using our laptops to debate uh, and to vote on measures before us. Uh, but this particular conversation that seeks to eradicate hair discrimination in the workplace was really important for me to be a part of. For me to be a part of, what does that mean? I have two beautiful girls, Bailey and Silver, and my beautiful wife, Geraldine, who all, by the way, have uh, different styles and texture of hair. And for me, I wanted my colleagues, white and black, to understand the importance of this particular measure. There were uh, throughout the debate, you know, points made. Why are we we looking toward passing yet another policy that would mandate, you know, folks on the other side tend to use those words, unintended consequences and mandate. Why are we doing this? Why can't you just tell the employer to not discriminate? And I quickly reminded my colleagues that had it not been for policy making, we wouldn't be here talking about civil rights or cases going before the Supreme Court. And so let me remind you, my fellow colleagues in Connecticut and throughout, policy making is important. And it provides us opportunity to address the discriminatory practices that are being upheld by many employers throughout this country. And so, did you know, by the way, this is taken from Dove.com, did you know a black woman is 80%, eight zero percent more likely to change her natural hair to meet social norms or expectations at work? Did you know A recent study found black women are 1.5 times more likely to be sent home from work because of their hairstyles. Listen, I've been a huge supporter of the Crown Act and another um, another person and that of Representative Robin Porter uh, from the great city of New Haven, Connecticut. Uh, She has been really. Oh, God. I could probably spend an entire segment on her alone, uh, but I'm just so proud of her for leading this charge and helping us to understand the importance of this type of uh, proposed legislation that in fact passed the House of Representatives and on its way up to the Senate this week here in the state of Connecticut, and I'm sure that it will be passed. So the law, just to kind of educate you a little bit more so that we're all on the same page with this, the law, Crown Act, in many states does not currently offer protection uh, for race-based hair discrimination. Even if the hairstyle is inherent to the racial identity, uh, that means black women can be denied, and y'all hear me on this, black women can be denied opportunities for employment opportunities for prof- professional advancement without consequence. It means black children can be denied entry to school or educational opportunities because of their natural hair. One instance of this was exhibited in uh, one of Indiana- Indianapolis, excuse me, school district, whereas an eighth grader um Uh, was sent to the principal's office for refusing to take off his hat. (laughs) The question is why? Let's talk about the why. It was later revealed in this video that the student did not feel comfortable with his haircut, which influenced his principal, and I commend you, brother, Mr. Jason Smith, to intervene and fix the boy's hairline. Now, although the outcome of this was favorable... And this is not the case for many of our students. Now, you can Google, but go back just about one or two years ago, uh, there was a case of a young child, all right, who was sent home because her hair was not properly done. Uh, And um, in this case, though, the principal, Jason Smith, he did his thing uh, and it was a favorable outcome. And in 2017, a charter school outside of Boston issued multiple, multiple detentions to black 15-year-old girls who wore their natural hair and braided extensions. Woosa, (laughs) saying their hairstyle violated the dress codes. 15 years old, y'all. Here's another case. In 2018, a referee in New Jersey forced a 16 year old mixed race wrestler to cut his dreadlocks or forfeit his match. In 2019, and this is just a few, and this is why the Crown Act is so important. But in 2019, a public elementary school in suburban Atlanta, uh, displayed several photos of black children, including girls with braids, to illustrate inappropriate haircuts. What the hell? That's crazy. That's, I, all right, I'm sorry. We're still in the room. We're still at the table. But this is bananas. That Anyway, so black students being disciplined for how they wear their hair have few debates. Okay? about the amount of control schools should be able to exert over their students, particularly students of color. So I want all of you, all of you that are watching, especially our black women, do some more research on the Crown Act. And if you're viewing this from a different state other than the state of Connecticut, where we will pass the act and sign it I'm encouraging you to join in on a much needed debate and beyond just debating a much needed passage of this particular bill, the Crown Act. It's much needed. By the way, I think we can take it a step further. We should also beyond just professional workplaces, perhaps looking into our schools and figuring out how this particular bill could influence policy within the school sector, whether it be higher ed, high school, the entire school system for that matter, could really use this type of legislation. And so I'm again, delighted to be a part of this particular movement, especially here in the state of Connecticut. But let's pivot a little bit and talk about Cam Newton, I had to ask my team, I'm like, who did he play for again? And of course, they told me the Patriots. And he was on another team, wasn't he on another team, y'all? What was the other team? You can say it. Panthers. Panthers. Yeah, we, you know we're all inside the room here, so it's important. Uh, so the pan, uh, the Panthers and Patriots. Okay. Um, and so he's been in the game at least ten years, right, y'all? Y'all help me. Y'all know I fall short on sports. Um, but, but this is what happened. This is what happened in this particular case with Cam Newton and his response to what I'm calling a heckler. But this was this is literally a young college student, if you would, at a camp. Um, and so Cam Newton, if you don't know, he responded to a teenager yelling at him at a football camp who continued to call him an ass. Okay. Newton was present at a football camp training teams on the various components of the sport, football. And during this particular uh, segment, an attendee, the young man, um, began to ridicule Newton's stature with um, some rude remarks, which many believe were made in efforts to gain Newton's full attention, all right? However, um, Missed all of this, um, actually, before I give you my perspective, what the young man was actually doing, he was literally saying, yo, you're a free agent, dude. You're a free agent. And Cam's response was like, but I'm rich. I've got money. And so they went, they bantered back and forth, both saying the same thing repeatedly. Finally, Cam kind of broke into... Uh, the young man, uh, not physically, but throughout the conversation and his comments resonated and they were able to at least have somewhat of a meaningful conversation on the importance of, um, let's just say, understanding uh, from a more seasoned uh, player's perspective. Um, I believe uh, this ought to be a, a learn lesson for many of our young people interested in taking advantage of the sport but in this case i think and i could be wrong but i think the young man was really seeking uh to to get cam's attention he really wanted cam to probably come over and just affirm uh him um but instead the young man took a different route and uh basically you know call cam out on a few things but Uh, We all know, you know, these types of things, they happen, especially if you're in the the space of mentoring. There are some, uh, what do you call it, some defensive mechanisms that are used by some of our young people um, because there's a trust issue. And, you know, I don't want to go down that that rabbit hole, but I, I just think it was from my perspective, Brandon McGee's perspective. Um, It was a healthy dialogue and I wish before the, um, I want to say the coach of the young man came in to intervene and cut off the conversation between the young man and Cam, I think it would have been a great opportunity to engage further offline and not in front of all of their friends. But just a few things on Cam. He's a renowned athlete uh, that has dedicated Uh, His time and skill set to give back to underprivileged communities, which can and should be the catalyst for aspiring athletes uh, to uh, inspire the inspired through communal advocacy and elevate voices of the unheard through their social and political involvement. So cheers to you, Cam. Cheers to the young man who caught your your attention. Sidebar, Cam. I think he was a little salty that he was like, "Yeah, but you a free agent. You a free agent. Ah, we know, we know." But you you brought it in. You were very respectful. Uh, and and we salute you here on uh, inside the room. All right. So um, thanks again for what you do. So in other news, um, I'd like to just um, very briefly, uh, because it's still being debated, um, the COVID relief package, uh, the $1.9 trillion um, uh, relief package that was passed in the House, uh, thanks to Nancy Pelosi and the entire, uh, let's just say good people (laughs) that supported it. There was a lot of chatter as to whether or not, you know... should we be doing this? Why are we doing this? Didn't we just pass the past package? And, you know, a lot of, lot of debate. But as we continue to anticipate the Senate uh, approving the CARES Act addendum, I encourage each and every one of you uh, to stay woke and to join us within the coming weeks as we uh, dissect the elements of this particular package and what that actually means for you and your family. Uh, and businesses um, as well. Uh, so just a few things I want to leave with you just to keep in mind. So you know keep your eyes and ears glued to the TV, your smartphones, if you're on Twitter uh, always hit the trending button button to see what's going on. Um, but within this package you uh, will receive info on stimulus checks similar to the ones that many of us received last year, Uh, unemployment benefits being extended um, and an increase in your weekly unemployment benefits, rental assistance, uh, which is something that's very, very near and dear to my heart. As you know, I serve as the chair of the Connecticut Legislature's Housing Committee. Uh, And so a lot of those federal carers dollars will help to support many homeowners, uh many tenants uh as they continue to uh embrace in some cases uh but rather feel the impacts of the pandemic Um, mortgage moratorium here in the state of connecticut we've extended the moratorium but we also are very aware that within the moratorium there are some loopholes uh that uh, we're addressing here in the legislature in connecticut uh it is six to eight months of your your rent, the uh, judicial side of the house can then enact and move forward on an eviction. Uh, And that's unfortunate because guess what? A lot of people have been impacted by this pandemic. They've lost jobs and the financial supports from the government, it's just not enough. Um, And so there's so much work to be done to safeguard not only our tenants, but also to ensure that the landlords have the financial means to pay the mortgage and to remain current um, on their bills. So the mortgage moratorium is extremely important. Small business relief, the paycheck. Paycheck, excuse me, uh, protection program, we call it the PPP, uh, is another very important program uh, to to the lifeline, the bloodline of many of our communities, our small businesses, our mom-and-pop shops, uh, those uh, black and brown business owners. uh, You will see some relief in this particular package as well. Nutrition assistance. Um, many of us know it as the welfare program and agriculture. Um, all of that uh, would be a part of this package. Funding for our schools and our children. Personal plug. I also have another bill in the Education Committee that is seeking to address um, the education cost sharing formula. This formula really determines how we fund our education here in the state of Connecticut. And if any of you are just somewhat knowledgeable on the education funding and the disparities in the education system, you know that those communities that are black and brown or the most neediest are disproportionately impacted by the current formula. It doesn't fund the education in a way that it should. And so my proposal is seeking to address that, fix it and make sure in the long run we have sustainable funding for our children uh, and our families and using these extra dollars over the next two years would help to jumpstart that vaccine and hospital funding will also be a part of this funding for broadband y'all that's huge you talk about lifeline man all of our children and even our working professionals are working from home not all because there are some folks and thank you so much to you, that are working in retail, they're bus drivers, they're frontline workers, and they too need to be supported. And then last but not least, we have grants for theaters and other live venues who have suffered a great loss this uh, this past year. And so we're reimagining how we do business, but while we do that, we still need to support those who have to pay their bills and keep the lights on and employ employees uh, paid. So be on the lookout for that COVID relief package, better known as the CARES package or ACT. And um, here inside the room, we'll be able to provide you with whatever information we receive, we'll share it with you. So again, thank you. Thank you so much for your continued support. I want you to follow us on YouTube, Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, TikTok. We're just all over the place. Just make sure you follow us and remain inside the room as we continue to educate and uplift our communities. So until next time, peace and I love you.